Hello, everybody. Today, I am here with uh, Dr. Jefferson. He'll be doing a whole bunch of performances at the Trombone Festival this year, as well as leading up the jazz section of the International Trombone Festival's Youth Workshop. He is professor at Southeast Missouri State University. Hello, Dr. Jefferson. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Beautiful. I'm good. I'm great. I'm better now. I get to talk with you, so I'm great. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Can you tell us a little bit about what you know uh, that you'll be doing at the festival this year? Well, this year I'll be leading the jazz trombone portion, as you stated, of the youth workshop, performing with the Lift Every Voice uh, Trombone Ensemble. Uh, I think it's the first uh, African-American uh, trombone ensemble that we're having at ITF, uh, as well as I will be participating in the... Um, jazz showcase performing in the big band there and i'm also playing in the all-star trombone professors group so uh it's going to be a very busy week uh for me uh so i'm but I, i'm actually pretty excited to uh, be able to share with everyone and, and um and make music and uh what about the youth workshop what do you have planned for them anything yet i'm really trying to look and see how many students will be participating so if there mm -hmm. are any students out there that are interested in this please uh, register. I'd love to work with you. Uh, once I get a good number on that, I'm kind of trying to figure out some things that will be really unique and really cool that will be uh, wonderful for that concert for those students where they can um, understand some of the basics, fundamentals of jazz and, and really get into uh, improvisation a little bit so that they can kind of show off their creative side and um, and understand on this, get a deeper understanding of this, of this music. Nice. Uh, okay, so when you are working with, let's say, a, a younger student, maybe high school aged, sure. um, with improvisation, what's what are some of the first things that you would you would do with them? First thing is I'll just make sure that they have a, a firm understanding of time and, and feel. Uh, I think that's really critical. Uh, you can play all the right notes, but if your time isn't good, it it kind of really falls apart. So making sure that they understand time making sure that they're understanding the African six, that they're hearing the swung um, pattern underneath their eighth notes. So making sure they have a strong foundation of their eighth notes. Uh, and then just a lot of listening would be the first thing that we, we would really do. I don't really start uh, with with scales and, and those types of things. I really deal with rhythm because you really realize a lot of students might have uh, um, some things going on that are actually pretty good. And we don't want to kind of overshadow some of those things by giving them a whole bunch of uh, pedagogy and scales and different things like that. But definitely blues would be the first thing that I would do and start giving them something that is actually a progression rather than just giving them a scale. They need to understand function. So something they can feel really accomplished about and the blues is super important for everybody at any level that you are. Uh, and so that way they can kind of attain that uh, and really kind of develop from there. And so they're understanding, you know, one, four, one function. And then, you know, if we go two, five, one at the end or, you know, or, um, you know, those type of things to really kind of help them understanding going from transitioning from chord to chord instead of thinking that it's one thing and then it's the next thing and how it all kind of works together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So let's go back. What were you listening to when you were growing up? Uh, I listened to a lot of Kirk Willem. Yeah. Uh, his first album, The Gospel yeah. According, According to Jazz. To jazz. Uh, I was mm -hmm. you know, raised in the church, so my development really started there, playing behind my mom in the choir. So uh, a lot of my early, um, I guess, musical development 
was starting in church in terms of oral skills and um, use of call and response and those types of things was really developed there. So a lot of uh, gospel singing for sure. I listened to a lot of singers, uh, but the Gospel According to Jazz by Kirk Wellam. lot of Mahalia Jackson uh, and a lot of Billie Holiday and so those kind of things really kind of made an impact on how I kind of approach my sound and what type of things that I kind of go for and then from there some of my heroes you know that I you know really listen to a, a lot you know Curtis Fuller, uh, Slide Hampton, J.J. Johnson you know those are some of the the you know, the way that they play really kind of connected more to my upbringing in terms mm -hmm. of being in the church. So it was kind of like a perfect transition there to kind of apply it to the trombone, if that makes any sense. JJ's minor vamp. That's a, I mean, he's like laying into that. That minor vamp, um, I think it was it, a, uh, was it the That's Proof right. Positive album. Uh, right. that, that minor vamp um, that's up there, that really kind of like blew my mind just in terms <laughs> of uh, what was possible uh, on trombone. And it really kind of connected to the sounds that I was hearing my mom sing in church. Uh, and mm -hmm. really kind of hearing that being kind of done on trombone. As I, you know, went to school, I, you know, really got turned on to the United House of Prayer and, and that style of playing. So it was it has just been a continuation. And all of those things, I think, uh, have been very influential in my playing in addition to um, my heroes that that play classical music. And it's really kind of cultivated how I think about 
um, musicianship and how I think about approaching um, any style of music that I play. And what are you listening to now? I'm trying to make sure that um, um, I keep my energy positive. So I'm, uh, you know, I, I listen to a lot of um, Miles Monroe. I listen to a lot of um, Les Brown. Um, it's really good, but I'm really into um, Sia Charles, trombonist from South Africa, and the Queen Nandi, the African Symphony, is the album, and she just has a really beautiful sound, uh, really good energy um, about her. So I'm, I'm really listening to um, her and listening to that album. Um, I, of course, I listen to a lot of Robert Glasper for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, Keon Harrell, listen to a lot of him, and I've, I've been listening to a lot of jazz at Lincoln Center lately. Um, just you know, really listening to how that I, I had a chance to hear them um, maybe a month ago, and so kind of going back listening to the Ever Funky Lowdown, hmm. and that was heavy. Uh, just you know everything that was was being discussed in that, but just to hear how each section has this vibrato, and I was very fortunate to be able to spend some time with Vincent Gardner in Texas in early February, and just kind of hearing that vibrato that I heard in church all throughout mm -hmm. the band. Like the band has that hum that really kind of makes it special, and so really trying to listen to things that are. Um, really influencing how I play and why I play. Of course, I listen to a lot of Joseph Alessi just in terms of style and sound and purity and a lot of Christian Lindbergh. So those type of things that really influence how I play, why I play, and they have things that I try to capture into my sound with the different experiences that I have. And hopefully that comes out of the bell. Do you have any performance horror stories that come to mind? <laughs> we don't have enough tape for that. Um, I think, I think, if I could generalize it, it would be at a time where I was earlier in my development and I was concerned with what others were thinking about my performance. Mm-hmm. As opposed to thinking of myself offering a gift to those right. who are listening. And so, I mean, even throughout my academic training, you know, we, we all battle with that um, at, at some way or another. And especially, you know, now coming off of COVID, you know, not being able to perform in front of people, um, we, we get kind of caught into a 
a thought process that we have to be perfect, you know, that music has, mm-hmm. to, it has to be perfect. But now I've kind of shifted to kind of make sure that my, I want to make sure that my intention is correct and my delivery is correct. And so I would say instead of giving, just naming different times, it was times where maybe I didn't believe in where I was in the process mm-hmm. of becoming, because I feel as though we never arrive. We're always in a state of development. And that's something that I really impress upon my students. We never really arrive. We're always kind of striving to get better, striving to improve, uh, and or, or at least we should be. And those yeah, yeah. honestly are the type of people that I try to surround myself around because that, that always leaves opportunity to learn, grow, and improve, which is critical for me. So I would say maybe times when I didn't necessarily believe in myself and, and where I was, or when I tried to sound just like somebody else, mm-hmm. that was the demise. And yeah. I had to realize that I was sacrificing who I was to develop a sound that was not truly um, connected to me, right? And so that's why I said earlier, it was extremely important that I started paralleling all of the people who were influential into all of my development, which gives me um, uh, the sound that I have today. You know, I couldn't just say, oh, that's amazing classical sound. Uh, Let me forget all of the the nuances that, that, that I have grown up with, right? Because I think that adds to my sound and the people that you hear, they have influence that develop their sound. And so right. some, I guess sometimes in your, in your earlier development, you don't think about those things, but I think it's critical. And I think we should uh, embrace uh, the things that make us us as we continue to strive to improve and 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 borrow from the our heroes and sheroes that are around and everybody that's around that contributes to this wonderful music that we get to 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 make and share with others. What are you looking forward to? I'm actually looking forward to I'm doing Rosa Parks Boulevard with the West Virginia University Wind Symphony. So it's three trombones. It'll be me. It'll be my teacher and mentor, Dr. Keith Jackson and Hakeem Bilal. So it's three trombones and wind oh, symphony. Oh yeah. Uh, also, uh, that program is being shared with uh, with Kevin Day, uh, and so it's going to be an amazing opportunity in terms of that. Um, so that's coming up really quickly. I'm also excited. Um, my jazz ensemble got invited to participate in the artist residency at Jazz St. Louis this Friday. So uh, we get nice. to be coached by Erica von Kleist, Roxy Kaz, you know, and so it's. It's beautiful to do that. You know, next week I have a Kubop concert. So we're doing all Afro-Cuban music and we have two guest artists, Dr. Alton Merrill and Gerard Harris. So I try to make sure that the things that I'm doing um, is impactful and it's intentional in terms of how I program, Mm. why I program, and that I'm doing music that connects uh, with me and also, you know, serves a purpose of healing and connection with others. So. I'm really excited about those things. And, you know, uh, IWBC, which is happening, I'm presenting down there. And then, of course, ITF. I'm super stoked to get down there and just really hang with everybody. And, you know, uh, as much as as many people as I know in the trombone community, I think it's beautiful that I still um, have fan moments, you know, when I see people, (laughs) when I see you, when I get to hang with you and, you know, we're cool, you know. So 
I still have those moments. And uh, I think that right there kind of lets me know that I am totally appreciative of this process of learning and growing because I don't take those friendships for granted because, um, you know, there's always stuff that you can learn and there's always ways that you can improve. And so I'm just really looking forward to the next six months for sure. Wow. You're busy. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Not busier than you, but I'm busy. <laughs> we'll see. Um, do you have a moment in your life that you can think to as the pivotal like transition from being in your head and performing and worrying about what other people are thinking to trying to be really intentional about it. It was a gradual transition, but I probably got a bit more serious about that around maybe 2014. Hmm. Around 2014. I had just um, finished all my classes at West Virginia and I won my first job in Ontario, Oregon, a little small town. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, you know, being there was really a blessing because it, it showed me how to teach, um, you know, with not having a bunch of resources, um, but also how to have an impact. Uh, And so um, it was a very diverse area and it really afforded me the opportunity to kind of reevaluate myself, um, what is important and how I do that. And so now in my studio teaching, you know, I make sure that, you know, the people in my studio you know, on their recitals, you know, is it inclusive? Is it intentional? You know, if, if, if you're a young lady, do you want to do, you know, female composers? If you, you're going to find out about them, you're going to learn about them because that's, you know, that's a part of how, how I teach, you know, you're going to learn about people that play your instrument that um, aren't in, you know, are in marginalized capacities. And so mm-hmm. I think that's important. Uh, I think it is important that, that for me that um that that I continue to do that but I think around 2014 is when it hit when it really started to click when I wasn't under the um I guess the the microscope to say you have to play this kind of standard rep now mm-hmm. I have a little bit more say in how I program a recital or I now right. I have a bit more to say in terms of how I do with my my jazz uh, combo and so now, of course, I still place in a rep, but I also make sure that I'm including things that are important to me, that are connect, connecting, and that also provides uh, an open space for everyone to feel invited in the room. And so I think that's the biggest thing, you know, is what you're doing um, open so that everyone can feel welcome in that space, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not, and that's not like I'm doing it to, to like, you know, with an agenda, I'm doing it because that's genuinely what makes me happy. And so I feel as though if I'm not programming or if I'm not doing things that genuinely make me happy, and if it's not honest and deliberate, then how is that going to come off to an audience member who's listening? It comes across. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. Interesting. And, and it sounds like you apply that to your students as well. Absolutely. And I'm very fortunate. I have five students coming to ITF this year. So cool. really excited for them to to be involved. Uh, some of them are student working, student working the event. Uh, but I know they're excited. They're they're scared. 
They're anxious. <laughs> they're all of the above because, you know, all of the people that we talk about in lessons and in studio class and they send me clips of different things, they'll have the opportunity to actually meet them. And um, I'm really excited about that. And I'm really excited about them having the opportunity to do that. I'm probably more excited for them than I am for me because I know how important this is for them. And I didn't attend an ITF when I was a sophomore or freshman. Right. You know, so for them to do this and be talking about ITF as freshmen and sophomores, because I've been kind of on them about that, and they're kind of like, yeah, I want to do that. That makes it a, you know, that also grows the organization uh, that grows the interest for what we do. Uh, mm -hmm. And it also helps, you know, really sustain what they're doing to kind of give them a boost as they prepare for the next academic year. What was your first ITF? <sighs> Sadly, <laughs> it was late in the game. Oh, mine was too. So my first ITF was Redlands. Oh, that is late. Every summer, I was I was out performing. I had a professional ensemble that I would perform, a professional wind ensemble that I would perform with. And so when the Redlands happened, it was like no looking back. And I really got super involved uh, in the um, in being an advocate for this group and really hoping to to contribute and and really kind of share what we do with with the world. What about you? What was your first one? Uh, there was one up in Ithaca, New York. I grew up in oh, upstate okay. New York, and I missed it. I was in high school. I think maybe or middle school, one of the two. Um, it was like 2004, something like okay. that. Uh, and so that was my the first time I heard about it. Yeah. And who knows what would have happened if I had gone. <laughs> Can you imagine if I got hooked earlier? Um, but the first one, I, I think I... Oh, it was when I was in school. Yeah, uh, right when I was graduating, it was up in uh, at Eastman in Rochester. It was right and there. It was right. You weren't close. You weren't far from there, were you? Probably like a five-hour drive. So that was the first one uh, because it was part of the curriculum to go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's how ATW was for us. Mm -hmm. And I, I, honestly, I, I went to ATW. A lot more ETW at the time, right? Oh, yes. Uh, ET, ETW. The e, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. It's really good to kind of see the differences, but ITF is just like a, a beast. It's a beast because you get so much and you leave on such an incredible high and and you get to really um, have an appreciation um, and evaluation. It's kind of like an I, I use it as an evaluation and as a as a, a therapy session and as everything that I can possibly think of, you know, because you get that moment where everybody's in one place and we all have a common goal um, of, you know, utilizing our instrument as vehicles to um, to advance uh, music. And so yeah. it's, it's beautiful. I was laughing because uh, you said it was like 2002 or 2003 and the students for the youth workshop uh, this year will have not been born yet. I Listen, this makes me incredibly sad because <laughs> um, I believe all of my, except my upperclassmen that's coming, were all born in 2002. And um, that's a bit of a challenge for me right now to, <laughs> to, to really deal with. 
Uh, I was like, yeah. And I was showing someone, I was like, this was my marching man in 2002. And, and she was like, I was, I was born. And she started talking. I was just like, let's just put a pin in you finishing that. Yeah. I know what you're about to say. So, um, yes, that um, it's, it's uh, yeah, we're getting up there. We have a youthful vigor to us. Yes, and yes. We can hang with the. We can hang with them. Yes, we can. <laughs> we can outhang them. Okay, let's let's do that. That's true. That's, That's right. true. And they got to come to find out. So, youth workshop, yeah. middle school and high school students. Absolutely. July thirteenth to sixteenth. Come on out, University of Central Arkansas. Hang with us. I'll be there. He'll be there, and. Uh, We'll have a good time. Beautiful. Looking forward to working with you all. Looking forward to seeing all my friends and looking forward to meeting new friends um, during this time. So please come out, register for ITF uh, as well as the youth workshop. Yeah. The cool thing about ITF that you don't really realize until you go is like when you play a gig or you go to see a show, they might have like if it's a rock group, one trombone player. If it's an orchestra, three tops, four. Mm -hmm. So you really only get to see a couple people at a time and then all of a sudden everybody's together. And there's people that I have a similar vibe with that I never get to see because they're only going to hire one of us out of kick. Exactly. <laughs> and so it's it's like finally we all get to hang out and be together. So um, come on out. It's a really, really good time. Absolutely. Absolutely. In the last 10 years, what is the like standout moment performance was probably this fall i performed with the color music orchestra and we performed with vanessa williams whoa where is that um south carolina (laughs) and it was beautiful because i didn't realize she had i knew she had hits but she got (laughs) hits like she got hits and so not to rope the kids thing into this, but she is like Beekman on um, Tots. It's a it's a it's a kid show. And I'm, so I'm like listening to it around the house and I'm like, that sounds like Vanessa Williams. So, of course, and that opportunity when I get a chance to meet her, I'm like, are you the voice of some? she's like, yes. <laughs> and so she does a lot of voiceover work, too. And so. You know, I just that was an amazing experience to be able to come together. Um, that is an all African American orchestra, and from everywhere. So you have professionals and some students um, from all across the country, and we came together and we put together like a, a legit masterworks concert, and then like we also have like this pop concert, and so she was the guest artist for that, and that was pretty amazing. Um, the other one would probably be the opportunity when I got to perform with Sean Jones, you know, and he was doing a jazz festival down here and I was one of the adjudicators and all the adjudicators got to play. And so some of those moments, you know, when you're playing with people at that level, it really elevates you and it kind of lets you know uh, that there is work that we have to do. <laughs> there is work that we have to do. But it's a beautiful moment to have yeah. those. So those are like two really um, amazing moments that really stick with me. And I, I really cherish and, and value those, those, those opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. There's that, that moment that you kind of forget that happened a lot. Hopefully when you're a student where you're like, Oh, these people are better than me. I got to kind of like pay attention and focus up. Absolutely. And then it hits you once in a while and you're like, whoo. Yeah. 
it's kind of fun to, yeah. you know, be the one that's on the back foot. Those kind of moments is just kind of like surreal moments. You know, when mm-hmm. you have those, you're like, what am I doing here? You know, <laughs> it's those kind of things. You're right at home. That's where you belong. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, to again, just to reiterate to uh, come on out, get to work with us. It'll be a really fun time. That's uh, July 13th through 16th at the University of Central Arkansas. Thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Looking forward to, to hanging with you and looking forward to meeting everybody and hanging this summer for sure. Come on out. <laughs>